0: From the rough golf humor, I have today my associate and friend and sidekick, Bill Bridges in Orlando.
1: Good morning, Florida.
0: Bob. And, good morning, Bill. And uh, I have my first cousin Barry Blaisdell from Hanover, New Hampshire, on as well. This is Barry's first foray into the podcast, and he'll be offering a story or two along the way so with that bill what's the thumbnail sketch about who you are and why are you where you are now and what have you done in your life can you do oh
1: a boy that? that's gonna be tough uh personally uh raised in spent most of my life in atlanta although now down in central florida uh divorced a couple of adult children and uh my uh, significant other girlfriend uh, jan and i have uh, very happy here and Playing a lot of golf and going out to the beach and things like that. Uh, Professionally, uh, you and I worked together for nearly 20 years in the telecommunications industry, and I continue to be in the tech sector and um, looking forward to retirement one day. But, yeah, that's a long way. Uh, Yeah, just play a lot of golf when I can.
0: All right, Bill, thank you. One of Bill's more famous... Quotes is, I like my chances. More about <laughs> we'll have
1: definitely tell that story sometime. <laughs> uh,
0: and
2: Barry, I- I'm in Hanover, you... New Hampshire right now. I'm from? from East Longbeta, Massachusetts originally. Um, uh-huh. Spent some time in California and I'm here during the pandemic for now.
0: <laughs> ah. yeah. Well, Hanover yeah, nice is spot. beautiful. Uh beautiful place it is really is Barry's uh brother who will be joining us and my other first cousin in one of these episodes lives a few miles away in White River and Junction Vermont so uh that's a band of three uh three brothers and perhaps even Jackie the third brother will join us sometime so thank you both so uh just a little bit about my background I obviously uh Worked with Bill in my later working life, but in the uh, beginnings, I was in the uh, Air Force Vietnam era and uh, met my wife in Buffalo, New York. We've been married almost uh, 52 years, Have three children, seven grandchildren, and my career was uh, AT&T, WorldCom, and MCI uh, for the most part. I'm heavily involved in Veterans Affairs as the... Um, Veterans Outreach Director for the Atlanta and Georgia area. I'm still an active golfer. I play in a very recreational league, and I have spent the last five years helping through outreach work for the disabled community in America through the United States Adaptive Golf Alliance and the Georgia State Golf Association. So uh, let's get rolling in the... uh, the introduction about uh, who we are, what we're about, is we are nonconformist and unpredictable. We are storytelling for a group of about 20 million recreation on-course golfers in the United States of America and an equal number in off-course forms with many overlapping in both groups. We're going to report on golf shoe themes involving technology, but most of all backstories from real events reported by the players themselves. Our goal is to bring the story to life, to tip of your funny bone. There is no golf governing body looking over our shoulder. We are giving a voice to the joy of golf as experienced and witnessed by those that play the game for love, friendship, and the joy of playing such a great game. We are straightforward with nonfiction humor. We know that credibility is the coin of the realm. We are a little house in the prairie, <laughs> crawling, walking getting up and running as an icon of podcast golf humor. One other remark, remember golf is a refuge, but most of all it is exhilarating with new stories, friends, and laughs. So that's what we are about. Now we began episode one with shoe stories. Uh, we did the same uh, along with some other stories in episode two. And believe it or not, there's a few, le- few legacy stories that's still floating around the beginning of episode three. So with that, let's just see what we have here. So um, Barry might relate to this. Where Barry, Kenny, and Jackie were raised, there was a kid on his street. And I think his name was Savoy, and they were raised on a street called Savoy Avenue. And he would play barefoot. He'd walk over to the same course that Barry and his brothers played on. How lucky were they? They were able to walk out of their home over to the golf course. And I have it reported from Ken, Barry's brother, that he thinks the young man who played barefoot won some sort of championship at Franconia, I don't know whether it was a junior championship or something, but I think that's uh, pretty interesting, isn't it very yeah, his name was Ken Mike Savoy
2: and um the the big tournament at France of Fran- course was called Franconia country club, and um the big tournament there he won, and all the papers had uh, barefoot Savoy wins the championship, so um he he's he was a real good golfer uh, so but he used to play used to play
0: barefoot <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> i I happen to get a little side note story. I believe it was um Barry and his brother had a paper route, and instead of delivering papers in the morning, they decided to go down to Franconia, walking, of course and play a little golf, and somehow or other, I think their father caught up to him out there and threw him off and told him to go deliver yeah. the newspapers. I might not have it exactly right, but I can understand mm-hmm. how young minds operate. And say, well, play a little mm-hmm. golf, we'll get the newspapers out, and there'll be no damage. Well, people expect their paper. It actually, it was an, was an it evening paper. it a morning paper, paper Barry?
2: Ah. Mm-hmm.
0: Evening right. paper, but nevertheless, and that right? was me. And that was
2: me, by the way. So. He came and got me on that. there was two holes left. But I, I had a good round going. I was 14. And uh, <laughs> I, I, w- I was going to finish that no matter what. And he came and dragged me off the course.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, people were calling up. Come nice forth. story.
0: Well, it's even a better round when you take a zero <laughs> on 17 and a zero <laughs> on 18, right?
2: So, yeah. Good it, story.
0: The, uh, I happened to meet somebody in my uh, activity with uh, – United States Adaptive Golf Alliance from Phoenix. And um, he also had his golf rearing up at Franconia with uh, the pro Henry Bontempo. Yeah. He must've yep. been there when you were there, mm-hmm. right, Barry? Yeah. And um, it, it's not humorous so much as very uh, touching when he told me that uh, uh, Henry said, I like your golf swing. You need some go- new golf clubs. I think he may have been like 14 or 15 or so. And Henry gave him three new persimmon woods. And um, the fellow I talked to said, well, I can pay you next week. And Henry said, they're my gift to you. Go play. Yeah, that's, How nice is that, huh? Yeah, he
2: was a great guy.
0: And, and... So my... Uh, my friend Bob uh, is a very accomplished uh, man and a very dear friend, and he had uh, the good fortune to order some new Echo golf shoes with good spikes, and of course ordered over the internet, like most of us get our golf shoes to now, now because even Echo may have been the last company to have actual golf stores, retail establishments. So he got his new Echo shoes with nice plastic spikes on them and they immediately started hurting his feet. He went right back to his old comfortable golf shoes and many of us would have several pairs based on the vagaries of what's going on with your feet. I think it's very easy to slide back into the comfy shoes that might not be so pretty. Anybody have golf shoes like that? Tried new ones and the new ones weren't quite right and it went back to the old ones?
1: I uh-huh. my, my shoes are usually so worn that uh, anything new is, is a welcome, uh, welcome change. welcome mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. My, uh, another friend, um, Bob bought sketchers. Yes. You know what sketchers are? They're, they're street <clears throat> shoes. They also make, um, golf shoes. And I think Matt, what's his name that didn't pay the caddy? Ah, he's a spokesman. Um, for them. Anybody fill in the blank? Matt, tall guy, tall early. Come on, oh, guys. Coocher. Yeah. Right. yeah, so he's a spokesman for Sketchers. And anyway, my buddy Bob plays in his street sketchers. And they are ugly. And they have little thumbs. And I told him, of course, he lives in Rochester, that he's not going to be playing with him for a while, but he ought to be ashamed of himself because his shoes are so ugly and they're unsafe. I have another fellow that, uh, his backstory is that he's a carpenter, he has very strong hands. Well, what's hands got to do with shoes? Well, I asked him, I said, Terry, you-
1: Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of background noise there. Furniture moving around, TVs going on, other conversations.
0: Yeah. That's that's better right now. So, anyway, Terry uh, says, uh, yeah, I have a shoe story. He said, I got out and played. I never put on my golf shoes, and it was only after the third hole that I realized I was playing in penny loafers, <laughs> the golf his car or trunk were very far from where he was, so he continued around in mm-hmm. penny loafers. I thought mm-hmm. that's pretty cool.
1: No tennis shoes know. once You've because of lack of uh, golf no. shoes, but that's about it. But I uh, could tell was a huge difference. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh,
2: I got a quick one on uh, a <laughs> yeah, golf <right>. shoes. Uh, <laughs> Ken Hawk Harrelson, the Red Sox player, was playing in a pro am at Pleasant Valley, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. And uh, he had a black cowboy hat on and black cowboy boots with with spikes. And uh, so I followed him around. He was he was a good golfer too. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: the Hawk um, Harrelson, yeah, that's a uh, Bill Lee runs around up there too. <laughs> I don't know any shoe stories about yeah. uh, Bill Lee, right? That's if we get into the Red Sox, we'll be off on a tangent. We'll never get back. Yeah. Right that's a good story about Hawk. That's a great story. All right. My friend Brad told me that he really uh, liked the mid price range of Footjoy golf shoes. And um, he went to buy them, and apparently Footjoy rearranged the um, product lineup and they took his favorite golf shoes out of circulation. And he was still upset about it. They never called and said they were going to do anything like that. He just couldn't buy them anymore. <laughs> That's uh, very sad, isn't it, huh? <clears throat> anyway. All right. <clears throat> Let's move a little into the area of uh, – uh, People Losing their mind on a golf course, who otherwise would seem to be fairly normal until something does not go their way. Well, Mary, do you know anybody that had you? Uh, I have a quick one like that.
2: Uh, I'm playing in a, with some friends at uh, Chickabee Country Scrub in Chickabee, Massachusetts. And the seventh hole is a par five, and you have to lay up before the pond. And um, this this friend of mine hit a, popped up his drive. And so he had to lay up in front of the pond. So he hit the second shot before the pond. And his third shot, he dribbled it into the pond. And there's a wooden bridge that goes over the pond with a railing on it. And he jumps up to the railing and dives in after. He threw his clubs in the water. And then he dove in after him off the bridge. So I, <laughs> I, I never forgot that one. Um, uh, Is, oh no he was, was at the end to of like Tahoe and i went out there and i've been going there for 42 years so um out skiing well that
1: reminds me of the uh the, the story and it's it, who yeah. knows if it's really true but it sounds like it could be with the the guy who similarly lost his temper threw his whole bag into the lake and uh, comes back to retrieve his bag, pulls the bag out of the lake, takes out his wallet and car keys, and then uh, throws the bag back into the lake again. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> or even uh, on a rip of the golf cart, the control or just intentionally mm. right. take it into the water. You know, that's – uh. Those are the sorts of characters that are out there. I've had the good fortune not to play with too many uh, hotheads, a lot of uh, fuming, and I'll say um, matters related to sensibilities such as one of the players in our foursome, I was rattling change in his pocket while yeah. others were teeing off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would, of course, that would not lead to an assault, but that would lead to a glare. And unfortunately, uh, the culprit would continue to carry change around. And it went on like forever and ever until the culprit basically hmm. uh, went somewhere else. Isn't that amazing in terms of uh, just tolerance and respect?
1: I was going to say, golf is supposed to be a game, certainly was founded in a game, and I don't want to use the word highbrow, excuse me, highbrow that much, but it's a game of honor and professionalism and personal responsibility. And, and, uh, yeah, so that, that type of, uh, gamesmanship is, is uh, not common. Fortunately, in most cases, I the other end of the spectrum. I I played golf uh, with my former father-in-law at a very uh, very nice club, uh, very understated club, and it was so gentlemanly uh, approached that uh, as you might be nearing the group in front of you, uh, rather than standing out in the fairway with your you know your next club in hand and taking some swings. He would, uh, and many of the members would pull off to the side, uh, almost to uh, shield themselves behind a tree, so that the group ahead of them would not see them and feel pressured or any undue, uh, you know, uncomfortableness. Uh, you know, and, and it's very, you know, a different type of approach because so often now it's like you're pushing the group in front of you and and uh, you know, practically yelling uh, obscenities uh, back and forth between foursomes. Uh, so it, it's, it's, um, it, it can be a game of frustration. And I understand, you know, taking your frustrations out a little bit, but, uh, you've, it, you know, in the sense of it, this is the game of golf and different from any other sports, uh, in that respect, um, you know, losing one's temper is just, you got to find another outlet to, to, to vent your frustration. I think.
0: <laughs> or what you'll find is that you'll be shunned. And you'll have diminished access to the game with others. Basically, right? we had um, we had a case. We played a course in land. I guess I could say that. Mystery Valley. Oh, i
1: up playing Mystery Valley in the
0: fog bank, right? Mystery Valley. Yes. All right, Bill. Not far from Stone Mountain, right? So, um, I talked my. For some of the posse, as we're known, we played lots of places, fortunately, in Europe, and we go to Colorado most years. Uh, but, in any that I, uh, I uh, cajoled them to go down there and play it because I had been down there for a PGA um, Class A section uh, event. So, I had seen it helping someone try to get their Class A. Unfortunately, he missed it by two shots, but that's not the point. So, I was there and I encouraged my group to go down to Mystery Valley. Okay. It's an excellent adventure. They're all country club guys. We got down there. We go out and play. And I say uh, we're basically very aware that we're new to the course and we can't be callous with respect to hitting into them or, you know, just you got to be careful because it's a new course. You're not sure where you're hitting into and so on and so forth. Okay. So we're aware of that on eighteen. They go over the hill. We wait like another five minutes or so, and it's downhill from maybe 210 or 220 into the green. And my friend hit a nice drive down there, but he got some fortunate kick, and it kind of rolled down to the guys in front. Didn't hit anybody, but it rolled down to their territory. They might have been hitting their third shots. I don't know. But in any event, we got down that territory. And one of the guys is totally bananas, like raging. I'm going to kick your butt. I'm going to go to my car. I've got a pistol. Blah, 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 and we we don't know where to go. And that, that is just outright crazy. Fortunately, within a minute or two, one of the guys in the foursome says, that's Pete. He does that with everybody. Oh, boy. He has an anger management issue. I said, well thank you my goodness so it's amazing all the golf you play in your life and sooner or later you run into somebody who basically maybe golf is therapeutic and rehabilitative for them but then they revert to their form where they lose their marbles over not even being hit right. It's no fun to be hit by a golf ball right so that's
1: well, i remember just the, the remember the time that you were playing uh, behind some women so, and uh, after the round, the, the woman came up to you and said, what are you, some kind of professional or something? <laughs> <You> because, <remember that? laughs> I mean, they were exceptionally <laughs> slow. As I recall the story, they were exceptionally well, Bill, slow. But- <laughs> and uh, and that can be frustrating.
0: <laughs> they they were a uh, twosome or something out on a Saturday morning. They had no standing on the course, really. And they're looking to go through, and I and I said, "We're not waving you through." It's Saturday morning; you have no standing on Saturday morning to be playing as a twosome. I don't know why they're out there as a twosome, or why the pro shop even let them go out as a twosome. Maybe two didn't show up or something. So we had a few words in the course, and then I, uh, I got into the um, the. Uh, cafe or whatever just a snack stand in the uh, clubhouse and this is a private uh, course semi-private and they're in there and she looks me right in the eye and she says do you think you're a professional or something and i said well i don't know i might hit a shot like a professional every now and then but i'm not a professional and she goes then she spouted (laughs) off and stomped off how about that huh most of us were mostly congenial out there, I would think, everybody on the call. I never remember Barry losing it, other than when I hit that five iron in Palm Beach. He's never gotten over that, but he was not a poor sport about it. He was just shaking his head. He couldn't believe it, and I guess my brother and I beat uh, uh, Barry and his, uh, his brother. He took it like a man, but boy, he didn't like it, so good oh, going, that, Barry. Oh, that I yeah, That was that at Abacoa. <laughs> wherever it was it was sure a
2: five yeah. I, didn't, I, I lost it for a bit but you, we were four so up I on you with,
0: with five a, holes to go <laughs>
2: uh,
0: uh, Barry let's have no revisionist history okay so this was not at that course this yeah. was at one at Palm Beach County or something we played a couple places together so we don't need to get too uh, granular but um, see how I can get the last word my uh, Judge Wapner gavel here Barry huh? so uh, you've also played with another guy who uh, was notorious in terms of this is a Barry hot button mm. a cheater and um, if you moved at all he always had a cigar and if you moved at all anywhere within the peripheral of uh, vision when he was on the tee, you um you got a look that yeah. would um, <laughs> melt a stone monument. Like, what have you done to my whole rhythm here? So uh, that's not temper. That's just a style point. And I had another um, run-in with him out in a course. We didn't play all the time together. We were in it. We were playing together in this at this course, and he was flat out hostile because i hit a two lucky drives past him you know those are the characters that usually have a hard time finding other people to play with by virtue of behavior and or reputation Bob,
1: i recall a story my first and only really display of, of temper i was in high school so this goes back you know 70 80 100 years it seems like but um uh, trying out for the golf team and it was just a nine-hole tryout And uh, I was on about the eighth or ninth hole and knowing that I had to par out to have a chance to win and hit a ball into the woods and went in there. And first and only time I've ever done this. I I, I was young and brash at the time and wrapped my seven iron around a tree out of frustration. And I don't know if anyone else saw it. Uh, No one ever said anything, but uh, I, I just felt so bad and ashamed that. It's just one of those uh, things you never forget. I, I, I just would never ever do that again, you know. Not that I haven't, um, you know, said a few uh, expletives uh, in disgust along the way since then, but I've certainly never, uh, you know, wrapped my own club around a tree or done anything else like that. It, it's just, it's. Uh, I think the game of golf deserves more than that, and I was ashamed <laughs> of, of, to to have done it. You know?
0: Well, you should. <laughs> You've never been quite the same guy, Bill, since I knew you
1: then. Do you remember the, the movie Ten right? Cup? It's about where the guy ago. broke every club in his uh, every club in his bag except for a seven iron. No. Yeah. Sure.
0: Except for a seven iron. Yeah. So see, um, oh man. So there's one more story as we wrap it up here. This, again, is a Franconia story, Barry, where somebody, a young guy with a great national swing, but he never played. He drove the first at Franconia. Did I get that right, I drove the first. I think I drove the first. You probably never did. But the point is, I knew he was going to say that. Isn't, Isn't family great? It's really great. So... Anyway, he, uh, he four-putted the first for – it's par four, right, for bogey. And then he went to the next tee, put his pipe in the ground, swung his driver at the pipe. I think we lost Barry again. Do I have that at all correct? All that
1: lead up and we lost him. No feedback.
0: Oh, we did. Yeah. Let's do back. We'll we'll wait just a minute, see if he comes back. and We'll uh, finish the podcast with that story as a a example of the kinds of characters and temper that exists in the game of uh, the game of golf. We have uh, more stories in that ilk. Barry, I'd ask whether you, did you hear the tail end of that story? The young man with the, put his pipe in the ground. (laughs) Oh, he's off again. So with that, Barry will join us next time. And for this Sunday, January 11th, this episode is complete. Bye, I hope you enjoy good it. Night, Bill. Talk to you next time. Say goodnight, Bill.